It goes without saying and without any doubt that the most important relationship for all of us is our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I'll be honest with you also when I say this, that many of us, we have questions about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sometimes we have lingering doubts in our hearts about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that in itself, when we have questions in our heart about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and we're looking for solutions when it comes to the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does things, that is a good sign, by the way. Because if you did not care about something, you will never look for solutions. For example, many people have absolutely no interest in the current day politics. So you know what happens? They don't care who gets elected. They don't care what happens in the House, in the Senate, in the Congress. They don't care about anything as long as their life is absolutely fine. Why? Because they don't care about it. And when they don't care about it, they don't look for solutions. On the other hand, there are many people in our community who are involved with civic engagement. They feel like that, no, we cannot just be here and sit idle and not have a seat at the table. We have to do something. And that in itself is also proven from, from the seerah of Rasulullah wasallam. The point is that when you love something, you're going to look for solutions. When a person says, I, it does not make sense to me how Allah does this. Or why would Allah do that? And why Allah made th this happen to me? And you're looking for solutions. It shows that you love Allah and you want to be close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And things sometimes do not make sense to us. So that hence you're looking for a solution. So don't ever feel that if you have a question in your heart, that is a sign that your iman is probably weak. In fact, there is a, an ayah in the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, there is two sahaba radiallahu anhum. They said, they were, they were asking each other, that what is your, according to your opinion, which ayah provides you the most amount of hope? And one, one of the sahaba, he says, that the ayah that provides me the most amount of hope is the ayah that was revealed regarding wahshi. Do not ever lose hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The story is long. And then the other sahabi said that for me, the ayah that provides me the most amount of hope is the ayah wherein Ibrahim alayhi salam, he asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that how do you revive the dead? And he says that because of that, I know deep down in my heart that if I ever have questions in my heart, as long as I'm not objectioning to Allah, as long as I'm not questioning the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but sometimes things do not make sense, this is providing me hope. So therefore, if we ever find ourselves in this kind of situation, never feel that your iman is gone. Never ever feel that you're leading towards kufr. This in itself sometimes is a good sign. We come to the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is actually a hadith Qudsi. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ana inda bi. And wallahi, when it comes to our relationship with Allah, it really comes down to this hadith and this particular phrase in this hadith. I treat my slaves according to their expectation with me. You know how many times we have wrong expectations. We have wrong assumptions regarding Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let me give you a few. First of all is a person, if you ask any child, where is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? They will say Allah is up, right? They will say that's the first, that's the, that's the natural inclination, the natural answer that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all the way up there. 
When a person says Allah is all the way there, look at the words, all the way there. There's, a, there's, a, there's an assumption, there's a, a feeling that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is far away from the human being. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is far from his slave. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran says the complete opposite. Allah says, وَلَقَدْ خَلَقَنَا الْإِنسَانَ وَنَعْلَمُ مَا تُوَسْوِسُ بِهِ نَفْسُ Allah says, we have created the human being. وَلَقَدْ خَلَقَنَا الْإِنسَانَ وَنَعْلَمْ And we know مَا تُوَسْوِسُ بِهِ نَفْسُ There is something called nafs, there is something called a type of nafs which always encourages and it pushes a person to do something that is wrong. Allah says, Anything wrong that that nafs, it pushes the human being to do, we are aware of that too. We are more closer to him than his jugular veins. Allah says another ayah in Surah Baqarah, I am close to you. Think about this for a moment. This is a very powerful verse. When Allah says in the Quran, when my slaves ask you about me, O Muhammad Sallallahu I am close. Allah to show how close he is. He did not even say to Rasulullah that tell them I am close because that would, that would highlight delay. That you tell them that I am close. No, Allah says no. If they ask you about me, فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ I am close to them. You know, subhanAllah, th this is one of the most beautiful things about our deen. We don't have to go through an intermediary. We don't have to go through other means to get to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah is the Almighty. He is the Khaliq. He is the Faqir. He is the Raziq. He is every single thing that we know about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yet the way we can connect with Allah is by raising our hands and asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I remember I went to a part of interfaith, this is a long time ago, I went to a Hindu mandir one time. And when I went there, I saw, you know, first time you've been inside a Hindu mandir, you see some things that are very peculiar, very strange. When especially when you're looking at everything from the point of view of Tawheed. So what I saw was that there were many idols, many idols in a line, all of them the same height, the same size, on both sides. And between all these idols, there's one taller idol. So I asked for an explanation. I said that, can you just explain this? They said that what, what we do is, what we believe in, is that all these different idols, they are there for a different purpose. So there's one idol for risk, one idol for, for, you know, for family, one idol for your challenges in life and so forth. Every single idol represents a certain need of a human being. And what this idol does in the middle, the taller one, is that it takes all of their requests and then it, and then I said, then what happens? He said, then it submits it to a higher divine God. So I said, you mean Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And they're like, no, 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 not Allah. Okay. It's a different kind of, a different kind of God. I said, what kind of God? He goes, supreme God. I'm saying, that's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the thing is that, subhanAllah, think about, there's so many other religions, did you know, that they actually do believe in a higher God. Deep down inside, they actually believe in a higher entity. But in order to get to that higher entity, you have to go through so many other means. Our beautiful deen teaches us, you don't have to go through those beautiful, you don't have to go through those means. Our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is right there. Allah is telling us, I am there with you. When you raise your hands, I am there with you.
So first of all is our perception about Allah that Allah is far and He's disconnected from us. No brothers and sisters. He is number one very close to us. Number two is, let me give you another example of a wrong perception about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah has set us up to fail. You hear people say this. Allah has set us up to fail. Okay, how do you, how, how, what do you mean? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he does say in a hadith, that Jahannam has been surrounded by desires, temptations. Jannah, on the other hand, has been covered with what? Difficulties. So the human being, some people, some people they say that Allah knows that we have temptations. Allah knows that we have shahawat inside us. And so He created this within us. And then he surrounded Jahannam with this. So it is as if the playing field is tilted. It's not in our favor. Allah perhaps wants us to, he wants us to fail. And first of all is, let me make this very clear. If you understand and you put your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that whatever Allah has made halal, it is for our betterment. And whatever Allah has made haram, yes, they are, these are things that are considered as ash-shahawat. Things that you, you might find temporary enjoyment in it but wallahi for the long run in the for the uh, i mean in the long haul there is going to be only and only regret these are things that you can never ever take back there are sins that people commit and no matter how much they cry over it they just cannot they not they cannot overcome it the point is this allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if he really truly was a god who was trying to set us up for fail then how do you understand all the other ahadith that talk about rahmah and mercy? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us through the ahadith of the Prophet that your entry, if a person takes care of the five time daily salat, they will enter into Jannah. A person who has good akhlaq, they will enter into Jannah. A person who even picks us the smallest things from the path, they will get the reward of a sadaqah. When a person prays their salat five times a day, their sins are wiped away. When a person makes wudu, the sins are wiped away. Simple duas of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, thousands and thousands of hasanat. Radhitu billahi rabban wa bil islam deenan wa bi muhammadin nabiyya. Three times morning and evening, Allah has to make you happy on the day of judgment. There are so many ways that Allah has created to get to Jannah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is a wrong assumption that we have with Allah. That Allah is not setting us up to fail. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for our protection, He cares for us. Just like parents, they care for their children. They won't let their children do whatever they want because they know that it's not good for them. Just like when you see a child long time ago, they used to, you know, they used to put all, always those outlet covers. Nowadays, they're, you know, there's now, they're more sophisticated, but they used to take, you know, kids long time ago, they used to take those butter knives and stick it inside the, the, the sockets and they could get electrocuted. Now the, the parent is pull that pulling that child away. The child feels that why isn't my parent letting me do this? But the parent knows that this is dangerous for them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he made something haram, he did not just say that you have to give up all your shahawat, by the way. It, as long as we fulfill certain shahawat in the right way, in the appropriate way, there's nothing wrong in doing so. But there are ways of doing it. And not every single shahawat is allowed. So the point is that Allah has never set us up for, to fail. In fact, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is setting us up for, truly for success.
Now the next question is, then why is it that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings difficulties upon me even though I am so righteous? And we've heard this, we've heard talks about this before so many times. Two things I will share. Number one is, if everything, if Allah says, worship me, and we worshipped Allah, we worshipped Allah, and the minute there was a difficulty, we turned away from Allah, it does not show our sincerity to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and does not show our loyalty to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, in this dunya, people's loyalties are tested in ways where they have to make sacrifices in terms of their life. People have to give up things that they love very much in order to show their loyalty. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has never tested us at times. Yes, there are times when Allah subhanahu wa will test us in different ways. But for the most part, all Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by bringing these difficulties that are within our capacity, once again, they are within our capacity, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He wants to see our loyalty. And by the way, when you look at all the stories of the Quran, every single prophet went through some challenges. Every single prophet went through some challenges. And by the way, look at the end story of every single prophet. There is no prophet in the Quran. There is no prophet in the Quran where they had a bad ending. There is no prophet in the Quran. Yes, they had difficulties in life, but the end, they always had a good ending. So that is why never ever feel, yes, there's going to be times where there's going to be difficulties, but this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's way of, of, um, of testing our loyalty and so forth. Finally, some people will say, we have been taught, when we make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we're supposed to have the utmost amount of yaqeen that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will accept it. And we all believe in that, no doubt. But at the same time, there's a hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which we have to always keep in mind. Number one is, the Prophet says, aqilha, Number two, always tie the camel first. Then number two is put your reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now by the way, dua is a form of tawakkul, by the way. Dua is a form of tawakkul. Because tawakkul means you're putting your reliance in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is dua? Dua is you're putting your affairs in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, in this situation, we have to always keep in mind, I cannot expect Allah to just do the Un of course, the unimaginable can happen, okay? I'm not saying the unimaginable cannot happen. Yes, it can happen. When Zakariya came to Maryam السلام, and says, Where did this come from? The unimaginable can happen when it comes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The laws of science do not apply to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is a fact. At the same time, we have to always understand, we do what we have to do first. For example, I had a young man who came to me today. He says that, what if I don't prepare for my exam? And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And at that time, I put my full yaqeen on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I said that this is like leaving your camel and then putting your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It doesn't work like that. You first have to study well, okay? Not the night before the exam, not two days before the exam, all the students, okay? Okay, I, you have to study well throughout the entire semester, do what you have to do, then you, put your, you make your dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you put your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then after that, if it still does not happen, then there must be some hikmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Our perception, once again, ana'inda dhani abidi bi, our general perception is Allah does not like me. 
or Allah does not have a good hour for me, or Allah subhanahu does not want me to succeed in life. No, that's not the case. You put your trust in Allah. You have, a, you have to have a husnul dhan with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If I did everything I was supposed to do, and yet this did, this did not happen, there must be some hikmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I do not know. I do not know. I'll tell you a story that perhaps I've never ever shared with you. Okay? I was leaving the masjid here one time, and subhanAllah, there was, a, there was a traffic, you know, as we're leaving the masjid, there are many cars in front of me. Sometimes, you know, you can get a little irritated. Come on, come on, you know, let's, let's go, let's go. There was, a, there was a slight delay. You know what happened when I was driving on the road over there? So I, as, I, as you leave the masjid, instead of me taking a right, I took a left towards Kroger. When I got to the intersection, it's Los Rios, right? Los Rios and uh, 14th Street. So when I got there, I did not even realize there was a person who was walking by the street. And although he was not supposed to walk at that time because it was a green light, people were coming uh, uh, on that direction, he's not supposed to walk, but he's walking. And it's not like he's, okay, let me, let me try to get across the street a little faster. He's taking his, mashallah, his sweet time, you know? Like, he has all the time in the world, okay? So, so, what happened was that I did not see him. I was passing by. Literally, I think I missed him by literally by two seconds. You know what caused that? That jam over here. Think about that for a moment. Sometimes you feel like, why? Come on, let's go. But sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in His infinite wisdom knows something that you and I, we don't know. You understand? So that is why we have to put our husband in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, things may not always go according to our plans. But if you put your trust in Allah's plan, then you know that inshallah there might be some other good plans down the road. Yusuf alayhi salam, one trouble after another trouble after another trouble after another is as if Yusuf alayhi salam could never get a break. Literally, if you think about it, thrown into the well, taken to the taken to the palace. There he was accused of wrong, even though the evidence was against the the wife of the king. Yet they put him in prison. After prison, they forgot him in prison. He's there giving da'wah. He's doing what he has to do, but he never lost his trust in Allah subhanahu wa taala, and eventually. Of, uh, as a result of all these difficulties that came upon Yusuf salam, eventually he was given the highest honor in the, in the country of Egypt. So that is why, yes, you, you do what you have to do. You make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hopefully it will be done. If it does not happen, you put your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And remember the hadith of the Prophet that something will happen with your dua. Either Allah will give it to you, Allah, either Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will save you from something that um, a calamity in this dunya, or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will save it for you in the hereafter. The key thing out of everything is, going back to the main hadith of, Prophet, uh, of the hadith Qudsi, always have a good assumption with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah cares for us, Allah loves us, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to succeed. That, is, that should be our assumption at all times when it comes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to purify our hearts. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us steadfast on Surat al-Mustaqeem. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the best in this dunya and the akhirah. Ameen Rabbil Alameen. Wa rizakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
ان المسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات والقانتين والقانتات والصادقين والصادقات والصابرين والصابرات والخاشعين والخاشعات والخاشعين والخاشعات والمتصدقين والمتصدقات والصائمين والصائمات والحافظين فروجهم والحافظات والذاكرين الله كثيرا والذاكرات أعد الله لهم مغفرة وأجرا عظيما